Welcome to Weight Loss and Wellness for Real, the podcast where people like you get the practical solutions and support you need to permanently lose the physical and mental weight so you can feel better and live the life you want in the body and mind you want. If you're looking to overcome your stress eating, overeating, binging behaviors, and move to a place of freedom with food and your body, you're in the right place. Just a reminder that this podcast represents my own opinions. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your doctor or healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. Hello, everyone. I hope you are all doing great today. I am again recording outside, so if you hear some background noise, that's probably what's going on. I did listen to last week's episode after I recorded outside. I actually never re-listened to my episodes, but I did listen to that one to see how bad the noise was when recording outside. I didn't think it was too terrible. So we're going to go for it again just so that I get a little bit of extra sunshine this morning, which as we start to turn into fall, um, I really get into that mode of wanting to soak up the sun as much as I can every single day. Well, okay, so today we are talking all about how our emotions, our feelings actually impact our physical weight. And I know we talk a lot about thoughts in this podcast, how our thoughts create our feelings, which then drive our behaviors, which of course then lead to our results. We talk about how to accept thoughts, how to observe them, how not to hook into them, and like how not to hook into any unhelpful or unuseful thoughts that might pop into our head. Um, We talk about how to pivot or to shift to more helpful or useful thoughts to create the feelings that we actually want to be feeling so then we can drive the behaviors that we actually want to be doing so we can get the results that we want to have. So today I wanted to focus on emotions because they have such a huge impact on our behaviors, on our weight. So keep listening to learn how emotions, our feelings impact your physical weight and tools and ways of dealing with emotions, of um, using them in order to get the weight loss that you are looking for. I wanted to tell you about a company I recently used and that you may be interested in using as well. It is called Five Strands, five, the number, and then S-T-R-A-N-D-S, five strands. And it is a test to learn about food intolerances, environmental intolerances, and it can give you lots of really good information on how your body is currently responding to your diet. So it can identify food or environmental intolerances, and then you can kind of temporarily remove these things from your diet and make lifestyle decisions around that in order to reduce inflammation, to feel a bit better. Uh, This isn't about allergy testing. This isn't the same if you were to go get allergy testing through blood. This is uh, simply about a different process they use that help to identify not allergies, but simple intolerances to foods that you currently may be eating and 
things in your environment. And then once you have that knowledge, the idea is you can go into an elimination diet and take all those things out at once versus if any of you have done an elimination diet before, when you're trying to figure out what's working for you, what's not, you know, maybe something like you take out all dairy, you have to wait four weeks to see how you respond, then you take out another thing, then you, so it's just this really long process of trying to figure those things out. This is just a really quick, simple, easy way to get that information and eliminate all those things at once. And then the idea is you do slowly add them back in once your body, um, the inflammation has calmed down, your body's ready to respond to them again. So this isn't about eliminating these foods forever and always. It's simply about taking them out for a time period to really optimize your health, maybe even lose some weight, and then um, slowly adding them back in. And the test is so easy because you just send in some strands of hair, hence the name of the company, Five Strands. You just send in some hair, you get results back within five to seven days. The other reason I, when asked, agreed to work with this company was because their customer service was so amazing. Any questions you have, um, anything like that, they are just friendly, very knowledgeable. Um, I just really, really appreciated their this to me was like old school customer service. So they're a great company. Um, and, and, and this sort of testing can just give you that idea of, okay, these are the things I'm going to try to cut out and, and we'll see, um, you know, trying to optimize feeling good, all that sort of stuff. And my own personal thing with this is I was noticing that I was having uh, just some cues and feedback going on from my body with some regular things I had been eating where I had never had those uh, negative cues and feedback before. And so I knew something was going on and that's why I got into taking this test. And what was really interesting is some things came back that I knew would come back. Like I've always known dairy. I do not do well with dairy. Um, I, I know I don't do well with eggs, things like that. But I really found some of the results fascinating. Like there were certain proteins that I was used to eating every single day that I'm highly right now currently in my lifestyle intolerant to um, and other proteins that were just fine. So that helped me adjust uh, to what I'm eating right now. Another thing that was really interesting is I always thought I was really intolerant to red wine but could was fine with all clear alcohol like vodka, um, all that kind of stuff. And Actually, according to this, uh, all clear alcohol is not good, but I'm totally cool with red wine. So things like that were really, really fascinating to me and also just helped me create sort of this elimination diet plan for about six weeks that I'll be doing and uh, just just gave me all the information in one shot. So I highly, highly recommend them if you are looking to optimize your health it's a quick and easy test to just get more information. I really do hope you give it a try. I just believe more knowledge about our bodies and how they are working is such a key in gaining that optimal health. So if you want to give them a try, you can head over to fivestrands.com. Again, it's the number five and then S-T-R-A-N-D-S.com. And when you go to check out, put in my name, Heather Heinen. H-E-Y-N-E-N, and you're going to get a nice discount. Most of you have heard the term emotional eating. It's you know a phrase that gets thrown around a lot in the weight loss area, and 
for really good reason. You know, emotional eating, the latest research we have affects approximately 80% of us. It's probably higher than that because a lot of that research is done with self-report. Um, but eating from emotion, so eating not from true physical hunger does not mean you just eat when the emotions are negative either. I mean, that's often when many of us who deal with emotional eating are eating. It's when we're having negative feelings. But emotional eating is also if you eat when you are happy, excited, feeling elated, but not physically hungry. This is also emotional eating. So you know, if we could cure emotional eating, we would definitely decrease our overweightness trend by huge, huge, huge numbers. We actually have lots and lots of studies and research on this. Like I said, we know that if someone is diagnosed with anxiety or depression, they will more often than not have symptoms of emotional eating. Our emotional states affect how we use food and alcohol for that matter. And yes, it can lead um, to emotional eating. That would be overeating. But our emotional states uh, can also affect our eating in that we lose our appetite or get restrictive with food. So both are symptoms of emotional eating. So here's a scenario I hear about often with clients. You know, you come home, you've had a hard, long day. It's almost impossible (laughs) to make any more decisions. Like, you know, that feeling when your brain, you've just been making decisions all day long and you come home and it's like you literally cannot make any more decisions. And it's almost like you're just feeling checked out. You could even feel like you're sort of in a fog. And so you head to the pantry or the fridge and just start munching. So it's a distraction, it's relief, it's comfort. It's a way to finally relax after the long day. And another one I hear often is that you, you know, do great in quotation marks all week, you know, stay on plan, eat healthy, nourishing foods, and there's no overeating. But when, you know, Friday night, Saturday and Sunday hit, the overeating all of a sudden kicks in. And this is often emotional eating as well. It's used as a way to let off steam or relax after a long week. And that, you know, it's that time, um, we see the weekend often as that time to let go and feel free if we've kind of been depriving ourselves or restricting ourselves throughout the week. Um, It's really using food to create these feelings, um, which of course is emotional eating and then obviously leads to extra weight or no weight loss. So if weight loss is your goal, emotional eating uh, can really, really play a part in not letting you get to where you want to go. And um, if you're maintaining even, but wanting to lose more, not getting you to that place of being able to drop more weight. So where to start with emotional eating? First things you can do is ask yourself, why And I would do this, obviously, in journal form. (laughs) Why do I overeat in the first place? Ask yourself, what will be my experience if I don't overeat? And this is a huge question, by the way. My Just from this one question, my clients and I uncover so many things. So if I don't eat right now, what will my experience be? What will that be like for me? Why am I fearing that experience, right? Because if you're asking the question, 
you know, what, what is it going to be like if I don't overeat right now? What's that experience going to be like? You know, there is going to be, your answer to that is going to be emotional. It's going to be emotions. You know, what are you afraid to be feeling if you don't overeat? Um, why am I fearing that experience? Why am I fearing that emotion? Most clients will say that they are going to feel anxious or uncomfortable or sad or deprived if they don't let themselves overeat. And most clients will say it really, it really does help me feel better when I eat. It really does help me feel better. But here's the thing, you know, my job as a coach is to help people not to feel better. (laughs) And this is as a therapist as well. Well, it is a long-term goal, but my goal is to help my clients figure out how to feel the emotions we are all going to experience because we are all human. We will always be experiencing uncomfortable, difficult emotions that we don't want to feel simply because we are human here on this earth. So when I say my goal is not to help my clients feel better, My goal is to help my clients figure out how to feel all of those uncomfortable emotions, those difficult emotions, because we are all going to feel them forever and always. So if you are not willing to feel uncomfortable, there is no way to get to your weight loss goal. So many of us are so unwilling to feel uncomfortable for even a moment. So many of us just cannot sit feeling deprived. And why is this? You know, why is it so difficult to feel perceived deprivation? And I throw in the word perceived there because the truth is anyone listening to this podcast is most likely not truly deprived, right? I can think of communities within our world, people within our world that are truly deprived of food. So we have this perception of deprivation And why is it so difficult to feel that, to feel deprived? We can't tolerate it. So I help teach my clients how to feel feelings they don't want to feel, like deprivation, and then to feel peace with that emotion so that they don't need or want to overeat. And this is actually, there's a term for this. It's called emotional tolerance, and it is a skill, Um, you know, within the, um, mental health therapy world. Emotional tolerance is talked about a lot. It is a part of emotional intelligence, which you will often hear hear the term EI, emotional intelligence. Um, Emotion regulation is another part of emotional intelligence, and that is also a skill that can be learned, emotion regulation, but we're going to talk about emotional tolerance. So emotional tolerance um, is sometimes called distress tolerance. It's our ability to manage Um, to manage actual emotional distress or, and, and this is really big, again, that word perceived emotional distress. So it can be the real deal going on. It can be really true emotional distress reality, or it can be what we think we might experience emotionally. People with low distress or emotional tolerance typically feel overwhelm in stressful situations, right? So if you're someone who often experiences the feeling of overwhelm, more than likely that's a clue that you have very low distress tolerance, very low emotional tolerance. So if you have 
if you have honed the skill in distress tolerance or um, emotional tolerance, like if you really learn how to create this skill in your life, you are then able to feel feelings you don't want to feel. You are able to sit in uncomfortable feelings without going to food or drink to try to change them. You also find that all of life gets so much easier. And I would say better. (laughs) You learn that any uncomfortable emotions will eventually pass. You learn that uncomfortable emotions do not have to mean anything. Knowing you have the skill to tolerate difficult emotions gives you, it gives you a sort of confidence to handle situations with grace, with patience, with peace. You know, one of my favorite skills to practice to learn distress tolerance or emotional tolerance is radical acceptance. And this is where we work on our thoughts to move into a space of accepting things just as they are. So accepting the uncomfortableness or difficult feelings and then, you know, releasing feelings and thoughts of I shouldn't be feeling this way or I don't want to feel this or it's not fair I'm feeling this or this is hard or I don't want to be feeling this to instead feeling these uncomfortable feelings is normal and human. It's okay to feel them. It's okay and normal that they're here. So practicing radical acceptance of uncomfortable or difficult emotions will actually reduce suffering. And that's what we're going for here, a reduction in suffering. Self-soothing is another way to build emotional tolerance. And this is tricky because this is why most people overeat to self-soothe. So we want to find other ways other than food or drink to self-soothe in the moments we are experiencing we are experiencing those uncomfortable emotions. Um, often, you know, one one quick way to get there with this uh, skill is, you know, to employ your your senses. So, what we smell, touch, hear, see can all help with self soothing. We obviously do not want to use taste in this one. That's what we're already overusing. So, your other senses. So, think, you know, essential oils maybe, or a soothing bubble bath, or a self massage, or stretching your body, or looking at the horizon, or looking at photos that make you smile, good memories. But here is something even more important to learn with self soothing it's to use your self talk. And this is the easiest, quickest, most powerful way to self-soothe. Talking to yourself in a way that is compassionate and kind and loving in these moments is the best, quickest way to self-soothe. So write out and work on, practice some thoughts you can think on purpose in the moments you are trying to self-soothe without food. So if you're working on this emotional tolerance, you're working to not emotionally eat, um, have some sentences, thoughts ready, written out that you can read through that are compassionate, kind, and self-soothing. What can you say to yourself that brings acceptance, love, compassion to yourself? If you absolutely cannot figure this out, like I've talked about many times before, then think of what you would say to your best friend or your child who you love very, very much. There is an actual mode of therapy called DBT or dialectical behavioral therapy that focuses on these skills 
It's very well researched, has really great outcomes for people suffering with depression, anxiety, PTSD, substance abuse. Um, I do implement some of these techniques from this mode of therapy with clients fairly often. One, One of the tenets of DBT is interoceptive exposure, and this helps increase our ability to tolerate the effects of intense negative emotions in our bodies. Things like, you know, because often when we, well, anytime we experience um, dramatic emotion, we're going to feel sensations in our body. Remember those little chemical cocktail packages that come along with every emotion. So things like increased heart rate and muscle tension. Um, So DBT is actually a form of CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, that gradually exposes clients to those physical sensations in the body that the brain has learned to associate with um, threats of stress. And stress causes many physical sensations in our bodies, um, as many feelings do, like I was saying. And the goal of interoceptive exposure is to desensitize people from these physical sensations and learn that while their feelings are uncomfortable, they are just feelings and can be managed. There are other ways to work on distress tolerance, emotional tolerance, so that you can feel peace about experiencing any feeling. And here are just a couple other ones you could give a try. Um, You can use the technique of compare. So think of a time when you were even more emotionally distressed than you are now and give yourself praise for getting through that crisis and for doing all you can to get through this moment. Another little trick that can work is putting your body in charge of the moment. If you are experiencing distress or uncomfortable emotions, one of the quickest way to change this is to use your body. You know, run in place, do some jumping jacks. If you're inside, go outside. If you're outside, go inside. Change the state of your body in space. Um, Practicing and getting good at distress or emotional tolerance is going to um, help you overeat less of the time And beyond that makes for a much more positive long-term outlook on life in general. A lot more joy in life, a lot more peace, no matter the emotions you experience. If you find yourself saying things to yourself like, you know, in, in, in moments, you know, I can't deal with this. I can't cope with this. This feeling will never go away. This is bad. I hate this feeling. I have to get away from this feeling. I can't survive this feeling then you know you have low distress tolerance and practicing skills to tolerate emotions will significantly improve your life and your physical weight loss. So some practical implications for weight loss. If you have a certain time of day or a certain day or days that you tend to overeat or eat from emotion, then the solve is to plan for that time ahead of time. Plan to practice one or two of the skills for tolerating the uncomfortable emotions that go along with not eating um, or not drinking and, and your certain time of day or cer- during that certain time of day or the certain day of the week when you tend to emotionally overeat. Um, you know, plan that you will feel distress when you don't eat. So you've had a long day, um, you're coming home, you're super stressed, you're used to going into the pantry to deal with that emotion with food. 
you know, if you're going to really work on this, you want to plan that, okay, I'm not going to do that right away. I'm not going to eat right away. And I'm going to sit in the distress. I'm, I'm going to sit in the uncomfortable emotion. And I know that's going to happen. Then set a timer for five minutes that you are going to sit in the distress and just feel the uncomfortable emotion. Practice feeling the feeling. The more you allow yourself to feel the uncomfortableness, the distress, you will find that it's not that bad. There is nothing to fear in feeling feelings and that is how it gets easier and easier to not overeat. All right, a lot more to that, but we'll wrap it up there. I hope you found something useful or helpful. And if you did, would you please pass along the podcast to someone else it might be helpful for or take a screenshot, post it on your social media. Um, anything, re- anything like that really does help grow the podcast and helps me to keep putting these episodes out there every week. Thanks so much for sharing this space with me and we will talk soon. Did you know you can find a lot more help from me on my website? Go to heatherheinen.com. Heinen is spelled H-E-Y-N-E-N. And get in touch with questions on all things I offer, like online courses for overeating, weight loss, goal attainment, and also my coaching and counseling services. Mm -hmm.